0: I have 68 bits of unsolicited advice, and here we go. Learn how to learn from those you disagree with or even offend you. See if you can find the truth in what they believe. Another one, being enthusiastic is worth 25 IQ points. Oh, my God, is that ever true? If you are enthusiastic, that means so much to people. If you're one of these people who are like, oh, I don't care. What do you want to do, Bradley? I don't care. You want to go to Red Lobster? Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. Screw you, Bradley. A little enthusiasm is what we all need. What'd you do today, Bradley? Oh. What do you want for dinner, Bradley? Ooh. I get a lot of that from my son, Carson. So enthusiastic is worth 25 points. Oh, IQ points. Always demand a deadline. A deadline weeds out the extraneous and the ordinary. It prevents you from trying to make it perfect. So you have to make it different. Different is better. Um, I've told everybody on my show our deadline is right now. Unless I tell you, you don't have to do it until Wednesday or, or you don't have to do it till next week. If I say, Hey, we need to post this online or we need to do this funny commercial or we need to do this. My deadline is like right now. And if you can't do it right now, then you need to get back to me. And sometimes people think that I'm being kind of hard on them um, because I'll ask for something. And then later that day, no movement, no answer. And I'll be like, Hey, I asked you about this. Oh, I didn't know you wanted it done now. Well, yeah, if I didn't want it. So anyway, deadlines are important. I'm reading these from a website that I didn't write. These are not my bits of advice, but I love it so much because it fits right in with my book, Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. So it would not be fair or ethical for me to ri- to read most of these or even a big part of these. And I definitely will give credit to the writer. Uh, his name is at Kevin, the number two, Kelly. And he's got a newsletter called Recommendo. And uh, I think he's worldwide. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to read a few of these and I'm going to give you, you know, but uh, with, I'm, I'm thinking the uh, supposed blessing from at kevin to kelly to read some of these and then send you to his website, uh, <coughs> which I will um, put on our Facebook page so you can go check that out. Because these are really good. Let me write how he starts this out. It's my birthday. I'm 68. I feel like pulling up a rocking chair and dispensing advice to the youngins. Here is 68 bits of unsolicited advice, which I offer as my birthday present to all of you. So let's go on. Uh, Treating a person to a meal never fails, and it's so easy to do. It's powerful with old old friends and a great way to make new friends. Don't trust all-purpose glue. I like that one. Reading to your children regularly will bond you together and kickstart their imaginations. Pros are just amateurs who know how to gracefully recover from their mistakes. I like that one. Uh, extraordinary claims should require extraordinary evidence to be believed. I like that one a lot too. So if your cousin Pete says, I saw a UFO, swear to God. You're like, you know what, Pete? I'm going to need some other evidence besides you saw a UFO. Um, yeah, saw Bigfoot. Take it a walk uh, out the back and uh, saw a big, you know, I'm going to need a picture. I'm going to need a a collaboration. So if somebody tells you something crazy, I think you need to have extreme, you know, like collaboration. Uh, Is it corroborate? It's corroboration, isn't it? Uh, Everyone is shy. Other people are waiting for you to introduce yourself to them. They're waiting for you to send them an email. They are waiting for you to ask them on a date so go ahead. I love that one. Everyone is shy. I think that um, you know we all look at people from the opposite sex or whatever sex that we happen to be attracted to, and we go, wow, I really wish I had the nerve to go approach them, but I don't. I wish I had the nerve to go ask them out, but I don't. But they're probably just very shy, and they don't want to do it either. Uh, Promptness is a sign of respect. I like that one too. Don't take it personally when someone turns you down. Assume that they are like you, busy, occupied, distracted. Try again later. It's amazing how often a second try works. Isn't this the truth? I'm going to tell you, during the whole pandemic, we have been busier than ever. And my mailbox went from being nearly empty in about February to now it's consistently got about 90 emails that I just can't get through. Because I'm prioritizing and somebody will say, you know, Dave, here's a question that's not very important. Or we'd like you to do something that's not very important right now. And I don't get back to him because I just can't get back to everyone. But if they wrote me back, I'd probably say, oh, yeah, I got that email. I'll check into it. A couple of more because, like I said, I don't want to take this guy's entire um, website and just rip it off because that's not uh, very fair. Um, uh, The more... You are interested in others. The more interesting they find you to be interesting, be interested. There's a book, I'm sure you've heard of it, um, How to Make Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I read it 20, 25, 30 years ago, and I remember there was a story in there that that really stuck to me. Sometimes you read motivational books and nothing really sticks with you, and a few months later you remember you liked it, but you can't remember anything that you liked about it. One story that Dale Carnegie told, and he was like big or alive back in the 30s or 40s, he was talking about how he went to a party at somebody's house. And there was a bunch of strangers that he didn't know. And he started talking to somebody, and this person did all the talking, and they talked about themselves, and they talked about their business or their personal life or their family or whatever. And Dale Carnegie just sat there and and asked questions and listened. And he was interested, genuinely interested, not pretending to be interested, not going, uh-huh, uh-huh, and looking around the room for someone to rescue him, but genuinely interested in what this person had to say, which, let me tell you, sounds like a bitch of an assignment because we've all been in that situation where we're talking to somebody at a party or at a work event or a client meeting, and they want to talk and talk. And it's it's torture. Dale sat and listened And then a couple of days later, the guest or the host of the party was talking to Dale Carnegie and said, you know, I got to tell you, that person that you were talking to at the party, they said you were the most interesting person they've ever met. And Dale's like, I didn't say anything. All I did was listen. But to that person, Dale being interested was him being interesting. I really like that. You know, I think that's one thing we can sit here and talk about for a little bit is listening. I think on our show and in radio, we're guilty of this an awful lot. When Steve's talking, sometimes I can't wait for him to stop because when he stops, that mean that means I can jump in and say what I want to say. And uh, if Fallon is talking, a lot of the time I just can't wait for her to shut up because then that means I get to jump in and say what I want to say. We're all guilty of it. And I really think that it's dawned on me a lot, especially in the light of the whole George Floyd, um, you know, what's been going on for the last two or three weeks here in town and all over the country, all over the world for for that matter. Um, And one of the things I said that Friday when I played Where is the Love over and over, I said, I want to listen and I want to hear things that we white people, I'll just put it bluntly, we white people the entire time that black people have been talking to us for years we've been saying yeah but yeah but i want to but i want to say that i but i want to and even though we never really had that dialogue because it's an uncomfortable conversation to have we sat there when i say a lot of the time i say we and i mean me and it gets me into trouble because i'll say yeah well we went camping or i went to the grocery store and susan and, or susan will say who's we that went camping well i did i just mean I. Well, why'd you say we? Oh, because I don't know. So I said that day, I said, I just want to sit here and I want to listen to you. And a lot of people called in and said, here's what I want to say. When my sons that are, you know, 18 and 19 leave the house, I fear for them every time. And, you know, people like me would want to say, well, but I, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't interrupt. I just sat there and I listened until she was done. And then the next call, I sat there and I listened until they were done. So just a little just a little something. You know, sometimes listening is painful. We all know somebody who's a bad storyteller that they just can't get to the point, and it's, you really want to prompt them along. Um, uh, and if we actually have that on our show quite a bit, we'll have somebody on who's got a really interesting story to tell, but they're a really bad storyteller. You know, I'm not going to give you any clues or hints on storytelling. Uh, I will say that it was very flattered when Kate Reddit's his husband. Um, John said that he was listening to the podcast and he'd heard the story about how my son Chase got pepper sprayed when he was covering protests in Colorado Springs. And John came in and told Kate he was out mowing the lawn or whatever. He came in. and He said, I really like Dave's podcast. Why do you like Dave's podcast? Well, because Dave's a good storyteller. I didn't know I was a good storyteller. I think that one thing that that makes a good story teller is providing enough details, but not too many. So, for example, if you were on an airplane and you got to sit right next to, I don't know, um, let's think of somebody interesting. You got to sit right next to Lil Wayne. So a good way to tell that story, and maybe Lil Wayne bought you a drink. And Lil Wayne was showing you pictures of his family on his phone. So there's the story. So a good way to tell the story is maybe something like you would never believe who I sat next to on the airplane. And this person bought me a drink and everybody knew who they were and people were trying to take pictures of them. And uh, it was just a chill conversation. It was freaking Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne sat right next to me. He took the window. I took the middle and he bought me a drink and he was so proud to show me his pictures of his family and people were trying to like walk by and take stealthy pictures and I said does that happen to you all the time and he's like yeah it happens all the time but you get used to it and then he took a nap and then we woke up and I said hey have a safe trip and he said you too good talking to you that's that's a short story here's an exaggerated bad story <laughs> So I'm at the airport, I'm about to get on, but before I get on, you know, I had to get something to drink and a magazine. So I went down to the gift shop and I got a bottled water, which if you ask me, they're way too expensive. It's freaking water. So I get water, I get a magazine. I wasn't sure which one to get because I used to read people. I thought about people and the National Geographic and I finally settled on, I get a USA Today. So I'm getting on the airplane, I'm looking around, and it's just like, you know, a normal flight. I wasn't expecting anything at all. And, uh, and so I go back and I sit down and I'm sitting there and I'm looking through my USA today and I'm drinking my water and I'm checking my phone to see what's going. Get to the fucking point. What's the fucking point of your story? <sighs> so move rapidly <laughs> through your story and don't give us all the details and get right to the point and give us enough details, but not so many. Now, it sounds a little bit shitty for me to tell you how to tell a story. You probably are a great storyteller already. But I'm always amazed when people call the, the, to, the, to the radio station, and Jenny is such a good phone screener. Jenny will say, okay, let me hear your story. Okay, tell it just like that. Or maybe make it a little bit shorter. Or I need you to keep your story to 30 seconds. So anyway, um, uh, that was all part of listening. I, w- we got stuck on the listening one. I'm going to give you one more, and then I'm going to give this guy a shout-out again for helping to make the show. Then we get an email to read here. I'm going to scroll way down and pick a random one. Uh, Let's see here. If you desperately need a job, you are just another problem for the boss. If you can solve many of the problems the boss has right now, you are hired. To be hired, think like your boss. Okay, that's a good one. It's it's kind of hard to put into effect uh, for a lot of people. Um, A vacation plus a disaster equals an adventure. Oh, I like that one. Here's why I like it. Um, the Boy Scouts and, and I, you know, the boys and the other dads and even the moms that have been, you know, in Boy Scouts with me for 10 years, we know this is true. We know that the camp out where there's no rain, there's really no stories. We know that it's the one where you get soaked in rain or you get lost or you fall in the lake. That's the one that you remember i'll give you a quick story we were at boundary waters four years ago exactly four years ago and one of the kids was portaging which is where you pick your canoe up you pick your pack up you pick all your equipment up you carry it on your back from one shore across a strip of land to another lake and sometimes it's you know um uh, sometimes it's a two-minute walk sometimes it's a half an hour walk one of them was a horrible portage and uh, there was full of bugs and mud up to your knees and uh, the canoes get heavy and uh, you got your face anyway. So one kid's got his canoe on and he's stepping out onto a little dock that was built and he m- just kept stepping and he disappeared, dropped like a rock with canoe on his head into the water, went in over his head and was soaked. It was such a funny thing to watch. And if that didn't happen, it would have just been like, oh, another portage. But that was an adventure. Um, When we got lost in Philmont, uh, Philmont Scout Ranch, we got lost climbing up a big mountain, and we ended up scrambling up what seemed like a 50, 60-degree angle uh, slope full of very slippery, loose rock. And it was scary as hell. It really was. And we scrambled up this thing for probably a half a mile, and it was really scary. Uh, But we had a great story to tell. So I like that one, too. And I'm going to leave it at that. A vacation plus a disaster equals an adventure. There are so many more, and I want you to go check this article out because I think it's so much like my book. And I want to give a shout-out to a friend of mine. She's a coach in radio. Her name is Angela Pirelli, and she's brilliant, and uh, she coaches radio shows all over the country. And she sent this to me, and she said, this is a lot like your book. So shout-out one more time to the writer of this, at uh, Kevin2Kelly. I'm going to put this on my Facebook page, Um uh, Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. Okay, an email from Grace Northamer. Grace wrote this back in February at the very, very beginning of the pandemic when we were starting to hear about these, you know, this virus that's coming out of China. And oh my God, and now 35 people have died, and now. You know, 105 people have died. And this was at the early stages. And so I want to read this to you because I really like this a lot. Dave, I hope this email finds you well. I'm an avid listener of your podcast. I've learned so many life lessons from you. I also love your morning show, The Minnesota Goodbye. Too lame for radio, etc. It's safe to say I'm a KDWB junkie. Anyway, I'm emailing you in regards to asking for guests on your podcast. I'm a freshman at a local college. I would love to be a guest on your podcast if you're still looking for some. I know I'm not exactly your target demographic. Oh, absolutely, you actually are. But I think as a college student, I could provide insight, unique insight, to some of the questions you ask your guests. I'm also just a younger perspective on some some of the life lessons you give. Although I'm young, I do have stories I could contribute, and I'm not afraid to share my opinions and experiences with the harder things in life. If this isn't what you're looking for, I completely understand. I'm just a huge fan and thought I'd reach out in case you had any interest at all. Thank you for all you've done in my life without even knowing the impact you've had. Best wishes, Grace Northam. I wrote Grace back and I said, Grace, you bet that I would love to have you on our show. So who knows? Maybe next week. I think I'm in Colorado next week, so it might be the week after that. If she gets back to me, uh, I might have Grace on the show. And I will probably go to her house And I will probably put a microphone way over by her and another microphone way over by me. Maybe we'll do it on the lawn. Maybe we'll do it on the front sidewalk or the porch. I don't know. I'm still way into the distance thing. Side note, by the way, and thank you, Grace. You can send an email, anything on the podcast, to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. How are you feeling about social distancing? We were out on a motorcycle ride over the weekend, and we went to... um, I don't want to say it because I don't want to make anybody look bad, but it's a little biker bar, kind of a neighborhood hole-in-the-wall bar, one of those where it's just, you know, it's just nothing fancy, but it's got a great vibe to it. And if you try, if you ask them to make a Cosmo, they'll be like, oh, what?" I think I can't. Or they're probably you order beer at these places. That's kind of my point. So uh, um, there's no distancing. There was the bar was shoulder to shoulder to shoulder with people, and we sat down two bar stools away from everybody else at the very end of the bar. Sure enough, two people crowded right up, and we had people right there. And uh, they didn't care about social distancing at all. It really made me uncomfortable because I still know that the virus is still out there, and it doesn't care that we're tired of it. It doesn't care whether we believe in it. It doesn't care whether we want to get it or whether we think we're not going to get it. It doesn't care. It's all about science and the fact that, yeah, we can still get it. And there's spikes because people have not believed it. And maybe you don't care that there are spikes. I care that there are spikes. Listen, I'm not 34 years old anymore. I'm not even 44 years old anymore. I don't want to live a long time. I get a granddaughter being born in a couple of uh, less than two months. and I want to be here not just long enough to meet her. I want to be here long enough for her to remember me by remember me. I met my grandpa. I got a picture of him holding me, and I treasure that picture. But I don't remember him. I don't remember him at all. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to my grandma, my only grandma. I only had two grandparents when I was born. It, uh, too much into the weeds here. I remember her. She died She died when I was 15, so I remember her. So I want to be around long enough. So uh, that's just something I wanted to run by you. How are you feeling about social distancing? Drop me a quick email. Give me your thoughts on that. Give me your thoughts on George Floyd. Um, Everybody says that we're supposed to include him in pretty much everything that media does for a while. Because if we don't, then we've turned a blind eye to it. Let me know your thoughts. Um, I will tell you one thing that uh, the looting and the rioting cost me personally at least about $250. Uh, because a lot of the clipodews I sent out never got to the person who ordered them because the post office was apparently looted and they were destroyed or who knows what happened to all these clipodews and other things. So I've had to send out replacement ones, 250 bucks. I've also donated. Um, I'm not going to say how much money to different causes too. So you know we're still trying to do something. Let me know your thoughts on George Floyd. Let me know your thoughts on the aftermath and going forward and what comes next. Basically, I want to know your thoughts for the podcast for next week. And thanks for listening. The address is always Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. We'll see you next time. It's based on the book. It's based on the it's a book that's been out for about four or five years now. And that book is called Take a Shower, Show Up on Time and Don't Steal Anything. And you can also get it on Kindle. Check out the Facebook page for this whole list of things, little unsolicited advice, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. You take care. We'll see you next time.